when you go into these neighborhoods, man, you gotta have your stuff all together, man. You gotta have your attitude and your whole trip down, man. You know, everybody throws their bad looks at you, you know? Man. I feel like we should go eat tacos now or something. <laughs> Want me to teach you some Spanish words, man? Okay. Okay. But like when you see a real good friend, you know, like you say, Hey, pendejo, how you doing? Try it. Hey, pendejo, how you doing? Yeah, that's close enough. Man. What does that mean? Oh, that means uh, my real good friend. Bendeco? Ben, how's that again? Bendeco, man. Bendeco. Yeah, yeah. yeah then say, uh, bend over, Bendeco. Buenos días y buen venido de nuevo a la NEN. <laughs> hey, that's all the Spanish you're getting out of me. I suck at that shit. Anyway, happy Cinco de Mayo, or as I'm calling it today, COVID de Mayo, because I just came back from getting my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Now, I've heard stories of people feeling kind of shitty the next day, but then there are some that feel nothing. The girl who poked me today. First thing she says to me, you might feel like you have the flu tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for that vote of confidence. Either way, I wanted to get this recorded before anything happened, but I wanted it in me so I could talk about it. A pretty much the same experience as the first one. You know, rather pleasant experience, actually. So 14 days for efficacy, and I'll be completely fully vaccinated. And my friend Sue has already advised me to start saving up bail money because I'm likely to get arrested when I start hugging strange women. <laughs> Point taken. Oh, Peloton, man. They finally recalled those treadmills they were selling. Now, people were getting hurt on those death traps, and then a baby died. Man, I shit on those bikes for so long. And people were like, hey, you said you wanted to see more people riding bikes. And I'm like, dude, that's not a bike. That's a stationary bike. And hey, look, great that people are getting into shape with those things. I think it's fantastic. I don't have a problem with those. I just, I find the whole thing kind of pretentious, you know, with the video. I think if you're going to spend an hour on that thing with the annoying spin instructor doing, you know, what they do with the pump you up and they're generally just being a douchebag. Just spend, you can spend half of what you paid for the Peloton and no, no subscription service, buy a decent bike and spend that hour a day riding it, you know, on a bike path somewhere, some fresh air, maybe do some hills, meet new people on the trail, actually ride a real bike. But look, if that's your thing, do your thing. Just 
Don't call it a bike. It's not a bike. It's a spin machine. Soul cycle. I love the very first commercial they did for the Peloton when it first came out. They had this dude wearing a full cycling kit, clip-in shoes, and a fucking helmet. And we were all like, what in the hell? Why would you wear a helmet on a stationary bike? I mean, it sucks that we have to wear them on real bikes. But where's the danger on a stationary bike? How likely are you to fall off that thing? And you're clipped in, too. <laughs> they pulled that commercial faster than uh, the, the Chauvin's jury deliberations. Speaking of which, his lawyer filed for a retrial yesterday. He threw. He came at everybody. He said there were issues with the prosecution. They didn't prepare their witnesses properly. There was jury tampering. Even said the judge fucked a bunch of stuff up. I'm like, dude, you think this is going to help you when it comes to sentencing? He may not be as lenient now, asshole. But apparently, one of the jurors kind of lied on the questionnaire. There were two questions about attending protests or having an opinion about police brutality. And he marked no on it. Then this photo surfaces of him uh, attending a Black Lives Matter rally in D.C. He was wearing a T-shirt with Martin Luther King on it that said, "Keep keep your knees off our necks in a BLM hat. Yeah, oops. Maybe double check that there aren't photos of you floating around attending shit like this if you're trying to get on a jury to judge the dude who pretty much sparked it. There's a word for that. I think it's called perjury. They declared that a mistrial, if this whole fiasco goes down and they, they, they get another trial, that kid could wind up in jail because that trial had to be bloody expensive. You know what? I'm recording this late in the afternoon right now because I needed to get my shot out of the way. And now I'm not sure when it's going to hit my site and Spotify and Apple and stuff. So I'll do my best. This could be a Thursday release. And I'm talking Cinco de Mayo and all that stuff. So, hey, if you're listening to this on Thursday or Friday, Pretend it's still Cinco de Mayo, okay? Humor me. Because I want to share a recipe for a drink that my brother turned me on to last year. It's outstanding. It's called the Paloma. Or or the Palerma. Shit, I can't remember what he called it. It's super simple and it's unique. The most important ingredient in this drink is mezcal. But not just any mezcal. You want to look for Del Magui Crema de Mezcal. And on the bottom of the label, look for San Luis Del Rey. Sorry, San Luis Del Rio. The label has a dude. You know, he's driving a canoe with a woman in it. I know this sounds specific, and it is, but I have to be specific here because this isn't just any mezcal. This stuff is peat smoked. So if you've ever had like a Scottish ale, or, you know, Scott, uh, Scotch malt whiskey from Isla. You know what peat smoke tastes like. This stuff tastes like that. And it's a little expensive. It's like 40 bucks for a bottle. But it'll last you a long-ass time if you only ever use it to make this drink. Okay, so here's his recipe. One ounce of the Del Magway Mezcal. One ounce of some decent Reposado tequila. 
and three quarters of an ounce of Hawaii's own orange mango frozen concentrate. Now you can find this stuff in the frozen section of the supermarket where you know, you'd normally find other frozen concentrates like orange juice, lemonade, things like that. Mix it all together, add a couple cubes of ice or crushed ice, and that is the drink. Phenomenal, I'm telling you. And I'm not a hard alcohol mixed drink guy. I don't like them. But I really enjoyed sipping this drink with my brother. Yeah, people get confused with Miscal. They think it's tequila. It's not. To be tequila, it must be made from 100% blue agave. And technically, it must be produced in the Mexican state of Jalisco. Mezcal is not that rigid. It can be produced from any species of the agave plant. This mezcal, my brother suggests, is made from 100% maguey espadín. And it's sweetened with agave syrup. Also, people think that all mezcals have a worm in the bottle. And that's not true. Add to that, and here's a bit of trivia... It's not even a traditional worm. It's a moth larvae, known as magway worms, which are found on agave plants. Yeah. Anyone feel like puking yet? (laughs) Yeah. Story has it. There was this distiller back in the 40s, and he started adding the little worm to his bottles to see if it would pickle. And this is how he was able to determine if his mezcal had enough alcohol in it. And eating the worm does not, it doesn't do jack shit for you other than impress your drinking buddies. People used to think that if you ate the worm, it made you more powerful in the bedroom. But, you know, dipshit, come on, you just drank a bottle of mezcal. Try getting busy in the bedroom after that. You're not getting a boner. You've got the worst case of whiskey dick ever. Yeah, Liz Cheney, looks like she might be on her way out the door in the house. Republicans are lining up to take her out as a House Republican conference chair. She didn't support Trump, voted for his impeachment. Listen, I'm not really going to go out on a limb when I say this, but you watch. Trump's going to run again, and I think he'll get the nomination for the GOP. He's got his hands wrapped around that party, and it's going to get interesting a couple years. I think the party can do better. That's just me. I hope they, they do better. Anyway, you know, the town I live in, it always ranks as one of the safest cities in the country to live. And they pride themselves on that. And that's why houses cost so much money here. That and the fact that the school system ranks way up there too. So if any crimes went down here, they were always quickly swept under the rug. But lately, we've had a string of crimes. Gangbangers chasing this dude across the parking lot of a grocery store about four miles from here. Then this woman gets carjacked in another city, driven to her home here, where they hold her hostage. And then there was a homicide yesterday. Granted, look, the people committing these crimes are coming from other surrounding cities. Like the gangbanger thing. It happened here because these guys were coming from L.A. on their way to San Diego. And they were just passing through. But the bottom line is, these crimes happen here in our town. And Chuck used to joke. He used to say this town was where they, they come uh, to bury the bodies. Now it's just getting a little scary for people. Like we have this big homeless issue in Orange County. And the county wanted to use the land where this marine base used to be here to house homeless people. The city council said, fuck you, that's not happening. Not here anyway. You got to keep property values high. 
I don't like the fact that all this stuff is happening, but I always trust that the city knows how to keep us safe. So Apple released the new version of iOS 14.5 sometime last week, I think. And one of the big features is privacy. So now apps that track you are forced to ask permission before they can do that. Simple enough, right? Well, now if you're on 14.5 and you fire up Facebook or Instagram, you're going to see this big splash screen that forces Facebook or Instagram to specifically get your permission for ad tracking, which you can accept or decline. The interesting thing about the splash screen is that they're, they're begging for you to give them permission. And should you decline, they, they say they may be forced to make Facebook and Instagram paid apps instead of free. And to be honest, this has been in discussion for a long time. Facebook lives off of its advertising money. That's how these apps have stayed free all this time. You know, Facebook isn't the product, you're the product. So imagine if you had to pay to play. Would you do that? Would you pay for Facebook? Would you pay for Instagram? And would you still be seeing ads? You know, you'd be paying for a service. You've been using free for years. Your data still being stolen. And you're still seeing ads. I swear to God, I can't wait for the bottom to fall out on these guys. I've said it before. Facebook is an evil empire. I think big tech is going to start taking a nosedive somewhere in this decade. And it's going to actually help society. All of our old aunts and uncles have to go back to emailing people. You remember those days, right? Forward, 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 forward. Funny joke. Remember that? (laughs) They didn't know how to use email properly. And you could mine like 150 email addresses from a a single email because they didn't know how to blind copy. I had this friend who would only send email if he had something he wanted to forward. Stupid-ass jokes, videos, most often a naked chick or a series of naked women, or porn. If he was sending to a lot of people, he'd use the blind copy feature. But I started to get tired of the emails he would send. Like, I'd send a serious email to him, or something worthy of reading, and he'd never respond. He'd say, well, I didn't have time. But he loved sending me pictures of naked women. So... Anytime I'd see one of his in my inbox after a while, I just, I wouldn't even open it. I'd just select it and delete it. But he really screwed himself with that. He calls me up one day. He says, uh, man, I, I think I really fucked up. I'm like, what happened? Well, apparently he sent an email with a bunch of pictures of this chick with a giant squash or something repulsive. And he was entering a bunch of recipients in the blind copy section, right? And he kept going and he kept going. Finally, he got tired of thinking about who we wanted to send it to because he wanted us all to see it. So he just deletes everyone and either click selects or drags his entire contact list right in the blind copy section, not realizing that he included his boss, his wife, his mom, and both of his in-laws who these people were heavily religious, like the kind of in-laws that would ask you if you've been to church lately. If they were over there when you came over, his wife lit into him like a fucking Christmas tree of all times to make a mistake like that. He does it with the filthiest thing he'd ever sent. His wife, she knew he looked at porn. She just had no idea 
that he'd been sending this stuff to his friends like a you know a smut peddler. I asked him, I go, dude, what'd you do? Did you grow an extra chromosome? The hell were you thinking with that? He claimed, which I think was a lie, that he had a friend's contact list and then he had the all contacts list. And he picked the wrong one accidentally or something. I don't know. I don't know how he did it. But he never talked about it again. I never asked. So I'm sure it just blew over eventually. But this guy was like the wrong person to be using email. He got drunk one night and emailed me a picture of his dick as a joke. I called him. I'm like, what the fuck? I could tell he was pissed drunk too. It is a joke. Yeah, no, it's not. Are you, are you trying to come out of the closet to me or something? <laughs> Seriously. Is this your find funny? No, <laughs> not funny. It's a photo of your cock, dude. And by the way, get a razor down there. Fucking ape. No wonder your wife doesn't go down on you. <laughs> it's like a it's like a dick pic before the days of sexting. I don't need to see a picture of a dude's dick. All right? If I want to see a dude's dick, I'll ask to see it. And don't hold your breath on that either. Heterosexual men don't do that shit, you know? Joke my ass. So, yeah. I get it when women say how repulsed they are by that stuff. Hell, you know, dude, I can't even sext. I can talk dirty just fine. But sexting? Not my game. I'd be making too many jokes. I'd get caught up forming like complete sentences. I'd use a semicolon and shit. But you want to talk dirty? FaceTime. Had my birthday last weekend. Maybe one of the best birthdays that I've had in recent memory. My brother and my sister FaceTime me in the morning. Open my gift from them. Really cool stovetop espresso maker that I can take camping. Gets up to seven bars of pressure. Nuts. Got treated to a round of golf by my friends Mark, Nancy, and Brad. Then they bought me dinner and beers afterward. I come home to a birthday card from my friend Sue. Mails it from Canada so far in advance so it would get here on my birthday. It was like a cherry on top of the cake. Next morning, I wake up. My buddies come over. I do a little breakfast and espressos for them. And we golf around. My friend picks that up. Come back to the house. Had a bunch of food prepared. Drank some beers. Talked. Laughed our asses off. Got some cool gifts from them. Just a solid two days of partying. Then on Sunday, never left the couch. I watched basketball and golf, ate leftovers, did a little writing, and then uh, passed out in my bed by 9.30. That is how you spend a three-day birthday weekend. I love my family. I love my friends. Look, the, the two birthdays that I had on years that I lost both of my wives were, were sad, lonely, kind of painful. It's birthdays like this that erase that stuff. I tend not to spend a lot of time on meals when I'm cooking for myself now. But I do from time to time. But on most nights, I try to make it quick. You know? So I made this big bowl of Mexican shrimp salad the other night that literally took me maybe 15 minutes to put together. So you can do this one super easy. Get a large bowl. Throw in a handful of chopped fresh cilantro. Maybe a teaspoon of minced garlic. Then zest a lime. Throw the zest in there. Juice the lime and add the lime juice. Then uh, I added a tablespoon of Vietnamese fish sauce. A little salt, a little pepper. Then I peeled and deveined about a half a pound of shrimp. 
and cooked them in a shallow pan with a little vegetable oil until they were pink on both sides. I tossed the shrimp in the bowl, covered the shrimp with everything, and that was that. Now, you can serve this over rice if you want or a salad, and that's what I did, salad. I made a little simple vinaigrette with some olive oil, apple cider vinegar, add a little honey to it for sweetness, season with uh, some salt, a little bit of pepper, a few pinches of dried oregano, and then uh, just kept seasoning and you know until it tasted like I wanted it to. And then I dressed some greens with that, served the shrimp in the salad, quick, simple, and that shit was great. Now here's another good recipe. Cilantro lime rice. You starting to get the theme here? <laughs> if you have a rice cooker, which you should have a rice cooker, it's super easy. Less than five minutes of effort. Here's what you need. A tablespoon of olive oil, one clove of minced garlic, one cup of basmati rice, one and a half cups of water, half a teaspoon of salt, one whole lime that you've juiced and zested, and set that aside, juice over here, zest over here, and then a half cup of chopped cilantro. Completely wash basmati until water is the, the water is no longer cloudy, okay? Just keep rinsing it. Fill it, move it around, shake it up, and then rinse it. And then when it starts to clear, you're good to go. So add all ingredients in your rice cooker or an Instapot, except for the cilantro and the lime juice. Set those aside. Cook the rice as you normally would. And when it's done, fluff the rice really nice. Add the lime juice and the cilantro. Mix that in. And that's it. Now, you can add the zest with the cilantro for a fresher flavor instead of cooking it with the rice. But the zest really gets into the rice when you cook it. I think this got popular at Chipotle or something like that. I was with the girls one day. And we stopped at Del Taco, one of those fast food spots. And they had it there, so I ordered it. Man, that was good. So I was destined to make this stuff at home. A little trial and error, but this is really close. Yeah, so here we are celebrating Cinco de Mayo today. But Mexico, man, they had a really bad week. First, this boat filled with illegal migrants from Mexico trying to cross over here to the U.S. sinks in the ocean just outside of San Diego. That killed three people. Then uh, a subway overpass collapses in Mexico City yesterday. That killed 24 people. Now, I don't know how you want to paint that picture, but that's a pretty shit week. I feel bad for them. And I don't blame anybody for trying to get over here, legally or not. Mexico is a wonderful country, but it's not wonderful to a lot of its citizens. The government's corrupt. The cartels pretty much run everything. There's this constant fear of oppression and next to zero opportunity for a lot of people. This is the land of opportunity for them, and they're willing to risk their lives to get here and start a new life. And I don't know a lot of people here that are living here who would walk 200 miles through a desert that feels like an oven just to secure a better life here. Now, we're lucky to have been born here. And my Canadian friends, lucky to be born there. I have a lot of friends of Mexican heritage. And these people, incredibly warm, giving, hardworking people. Now, we need more of that, not less of it. But, you know, look, I also understand the fiscal liabilities, you know. And I hope that someday we can find a way to make it work for everybody. And with all that being said, this show is over. Wish me luck. 
Hope I'm not sick as a dog tomorrow. I'll update on Twitter at the Inane Podcast if I'm uh, feeling like shit. Visit the website, inane.filmthegash.com. Download songs from each episode and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everybody. Adios and gracias, amigos. (laughs) 